Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Dads, One Car. We're currently in season two, and I'm so excited to bring out our very next guest. He's actually going to be our very first international guest. He's joining us from Singapore. He's actually my cousin's husband, and excited to chat with him about his journey through fatherhood. And as you may notice, it's actually quite dark right now, but you know, things are never ideal. We had to wake up early because of kids, so this is reality. All right, with that, I'm going to bring him onto the car and let's have a chat with him. morning sir good morning first of all welcome arthur to the show all right <laughs> uh why don't you give yourself an introduction like your fatherhood history up to this point and um anything else you want to share i am daddy to uh beautiful Haley. she was born on the 25th of uh, january this year 2021 and yeah life hasn't been the same and it's been really really fun we live in singapore so we are visiting uh, Canada, uh, visiting family uh, for the last, we've been here for the last uh, seven weeks. In fact, we're, we're flying off tomorrow. Today is the last day. And I believe I am your first international guest. That's right. Yeah, you are the very first international Woo-hoo. guest. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to have you here, spending time with this last six, seven weeks. Case in point, Arthur actually coached me at my recent half marathon, and you're an incredible athlete, my friend. <laughs> an incredible nah. coach, so I'm, I'm so excited you came by. We had great fun running that half marathon. So, like, I, I mentioned in the introduction that you and Elaine, my cousin, are incredible athletes, and you, you guys have really gone full out. Do you have the same aspirations for Haley? Like, what's, what's the mindset? I think at the end of the day, we just hope that she, she would enjoy you know, the outdoor lifestyle, you know, and sports and stuff. Whether she is going to excel in it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we try to expose her as much as possible to the activities that we do. So every time we go out running, we'll try we'll try to find an opportunity to bring her out. We will equip ourselves with like a running stroller so she gets to experience that lifestyle. Whether she enjoys it at the end, you know, it's, it's really up to her. And whether she excels later on is also entirely up to her. Yeah, I've seen photos of you guys bringing her up to even the Girls Grind, which is a local hike here, yep. and recently the Squamish Chief. Yep, yep, yep. We put her, we have this little lightweight uh, shoulder carrier that we bring her everywhere. So we've done the Chief, Girls Grind, Joffrey's Lake. Uh, yeah, quite. We, 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 we did almost a couple of hikes uh, every week. That's incredible. And I think uh, much admiration from many of the uh, new parents. I can't even get myself to go hiking anymore. But maybe <laughs> next time I'll bring her up with me. Uh, before we dive into athletics, though, I'd love to dive and dig into really as the first main question. Are there any unspoken truths to parenthood or fatherhood? I, I think that now that I'm a daddy for, for nine months, um, I think for me is that you don't always have to love your child every second and every minute of the day because sometimes they're just going to be a menace and you just can't figure out why and you just kind of go like, you know, what is this little monster that I brought into the world, right? So I think, I think generally on social media and stuff, you see all this loving parents and all this, all the fun stuff that they do. and. But there are times that you just go like, oh man, I just need to put you aside and just can't stand you anymore. Yeah, yeah, you get some of those. Oh, that's absolutely true. And I loved how you just went right at it because, yeah, even last night, like, my gosh, Avery, Avery you're was just crying. <laughs> I'm like, come on, girl. I've changed your nappy. I fed you. 
I give you some water, you are full, you know. What's going on? I can sense a sigh of relief from all the dads who are listening, right? Because, I mean, truth be told, like, you're, you're right, there's that impression that there's cost 100% love. Yes. Why do you yes. think that is? Why, is? why is there that perception out there, that image being portrayed? I think people just don't document and try not to remember the negative side of things sometimes. But the thing is, we're all not robots and, you know, we can be, you know, at our A game all the time and, you know, fatigue will set in no matter what it is. But I guess the good thing is uh, those, those fatigue, those tired periods are typically quite limited. I would dare I would say that you know 95% of the time you do love your kid like a lot and you're not oh it's such a such a blessing to have them around yeah you mentioned fatigue and um, I want to relate this to your background too as a as a coach a performance coach a athletic coach a marathon coach all that do you find yourself applying those skills and disciplines towards uh, raising a baby raising a child yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, we, we adopt something called sleep training. I know it's quite uh, controversial in, in certain contexts, but we, in short, is basically putting Haley on a bit of a, of a routine so that her hours are a lot more predictable. Uh, she wakes up at a, at a, at a set time. We, we set her nap times. We don't limit it, but we it's quite um, it's quite to the hour. So what happens is that she 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 is much happier as a child during the day, and she she sleeps a lot better at night. And if the baby sleeps really well at night, then the parent sleeps very much better at night. And during the day, I'm a much better parent as well. Mm. I remember when we talked last time, you mentioned something about discipline and freedom. Yeah. yeah. And that quote. Do you mind sharing that again? Yeah. Kind of what that means. Well, I learned this from a friend that basically if you have the discipline, the discipline will set you free. And it has because I guess when Haley was first born, that first two months is always quite challenging. And you are still finding your way in terms of how to adapt to this new lifestyle. But once you apply that discipline in and, you know, with this whole uh, routine of that, of that sleep cycle... I realized that, oh, it has given me a lot more freedom. Say, for example, Haley goes to sleep back in Singapore at about 7.30. Mm-hmm. And we know at 7.30, she is going to be out cold. She's going to be sleeping for good. And that's when we can go, like, oh, call a couple of friends over for, for a drink. And we know that we don't have to entertain a crying baby at, like, 8.30 in the middle of our drinking session. Or we know that, oh, the grandparents want to come and visit Haley. We know that at this specific time, Haley's going to be awake instead of we, we don't know whether she's going to be sleeping or not. So parent, grandparents will go, oh, I want to come visit Haley tomorrow. I say, no problem. Come between 2 to 4.30. That's when she's going to be awake. Before that, after that, it's her nap time. So it's very predictable and it just, just keeps us, you know, in check of our timings as well. That's a really good piece of advice. And that's actually probably why I have some bags under my eyes today because yeah. we had friends over, but around 8.30, she went all wild. Yeah. And that makes sense because maybe certain times, like that's not when it's ideal to have friends over. Exactly, exactly. So it's so much more predictable when when your baby is on a quite a, a, a routine schedule and that routine becomes habit and habit is, is powerful. So now that we've traveled over here, that same routine sticks. 
So all our activities are revolved around her, her kind of nap times and stuff. And we know that we don't have to adjust too much. It's very predictable. Mm. I get the sense that there's a lot of different systems and different ways of parenting and different views and some judgment to some extent. What do you think is the cause of that? And how do we step above the fray? I think for me is that at the end of the day, everybody thinks that they know how to raise your child except yourself. You know, they think that they're the best parent for your child other than you. And the thing is, more of those advice come, you know, it starts to shape your mind. You know, it kind of, you know, if you're not, you're not, uh, uh, you're not confident enough in terms of what you're doing for your child, sometimes you, you feel like, you know, you're not good enough. And, you know, especially so in Singapore, in, in, in the Asian culture, culture where, there's so many different funny little like rules about parenting and tips on parenting that you feel like that's, it's so overwhelming. But at the end of the day, I find like, you know, you just do what you do, do what you believe. As long as, you know, you're not, as, lo- as long as the baby stays alive, you're pretty, <laughs> pretty much good. Yeah, that's right. It reminds me of an episode, a previous episode from Melvin. He talked about you just have a safe and kind environment and just like yeah do do you right yeah that's right i feel like as parents we just you just set the boundaries right because as the kid as the kid grow like how we were when we were kids we're, we're just gonna test the boundaries yeah when mom say you know don't jump off that that step at the playground you're gonna go you're gonna go try it right so kids are gonna test boundaries you just want to make sure that they are safe and within that boundary anywhere in between just for me is go ahead test it out right and you mentioned Singapore and I want to talk about that as, as well I mean you have this incredible view of I think you went to high school in Vancouver but yes. you grew up in Singapore and you're currently working and living in Singapore yeah. what would you say I mean not to paint a sweeping brush but having that view from both sides what are differences and similarities when it comes to parenting between the two cultures I would say that Having, having lived here for for, you know, a good few years, you know, and visiting on a yearly basis, I think, I think, raising a child here involves a lot of activities and, you know, things that happens outside of school, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's a lot of nature that you can explore. There's there's the four seasons you can enjoy. So there's a lot of snowboarding activities and stuff like that in Singapore is summer all year round it is a Asian uh, mindset so schooling is always a, a first priority so getting good results is is part of the game is always very competitive in that sense so raising a child in that environment is always a little bit more towards you know making sure that your child has has it good in, in the ac- academic side of the house then may because there is not as many you know outdoorsy kind of sporting activities that's kind of limited but at the end of the day it's really up to how you want to as a parent explore those opportunities for your child right so for us to bring Haley out you know running on a stroller when she was like five months old you don't really see a lot of parents doing that so yeah and I guess for you like think about your own childhood too and how you're brought up like are there certain things you're going to carry forward in the way you're parenting? I find that for myself, now that I have a baby of my own, I'm starting thinking about how I was 
parented are things that you want to carry on or things you want to change about that yeah for me what I was lucky to have being brought up in Singapore was that freedom to explore what I wanted to do right I wasn't really good in school when I was a child but I I did really well in swimming so I swam for the school team I swam you know across the country and stuff like that and when I was a child if I if I'm not gonna you know make it in life I can always go and coach swimming and stuff like that but you know 30 years down the road <laughs> I actually run a swim school I'm actually coaching kids I'm actually doing what I did as a as a child you know school doesn't really prepare you for that you know all all the books that you studied that didn't really prepare me for that you know it was the activities that my parents exposed me to so on hindsight you know 30 years back being thrown into the pool and learning how to swim changed my life and it's now 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 a career you know and that's what my parents offered me that i felt like was very different Mm. because every other kid that i looked around when i was in school was all about oh i need to study and stuff you know and um i enjoyed i enjoyed my childhood i I played a lot and it was great and i see that i see that a lot in in canada Mm. yeah yeah there is that the big big push about pursuing your interest and pursuing what you like and i try to balance that between no you must be a doctor a lawyer a dentist and an accountant (laughs) (laughs) that's right are there differences between yourself and elaine how do you guys reconcile that you know, it's crazy because Elaine and I were friends since high school and we've dated a long time. And I feel like there's a lot of things that Elaine and I, from you know, from values to habit to do's and don'ts, what we like, is very, very aligned. So I think unique to us is that actually we share a lot of uh, similarities with the way we want to raise Haley and stuff like that. So not much conflict I, I can see how there will be a little bit of differences between you know you know the, the parents yeah with you know you and Michelle and stuff but yeah not really for Elaine and me how about the in-laws in-laws I think what what is good is we because we've dated for so long we are generally quite okay with with you know the way we have uh, you know lived our lives I think they trust us in the way we're gonna bring up Haley, and and we are well researched. You know, we try to expose her to, a, you know, all sorts of different things, and you know, we make sure that we are kept well informed with, um, you know, the, the 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 I would guess the the proven methods instead of the old wives' tale in terms of what to do with parenting. So now they're kind of you know reshaping their mental model of how is it to raise a kid when they were parents, you know, and then, you know, trying to align it with how we want our child to be raised. And that's been great. Now, that's a great viewpoint. And I I guess the the really takeaway there is that, you know, having a child is just really an extension of your life, right? It's not like, if you had major differences in values, they would have came up during the dating phase. That's right, for sure. So when the grandparents come, we don't feel like, oh, they're they're kind of going against how we want to raise Haley. They're completely aligned. We explain to them the rationales in terms of why we do a certain thing, you know, and we want to test it out and see, you know, how some of the behavior changes going to happen and her growth and stuff. And once the grandparents are convinced, you see them doing it more than more than we do. It's like we've been trying to teach Haley baby sign. Mm. You know, if she wants more food, she will sign it to us. 
uh, we, we get her to practice say thank you and if she, she has enough to eat she'll say she's all done and stuff Elaine's mom is very on board like oh wow <laughs> yeah very on board like she's doing it all the time and it's great and Haley's got it now at nine months she actually does it she'll tell you I want more food you know she'll ask what she'll tell you what she she actually wants that is so cute. I think we'll do like a separate episode on <laughs> Arthur's guide to baby sign. To baby sign itself. Like that's such a such a great story to share. Man, I mean, I know you're gonna be going back to Singapore tomorrow, yes. and uh, you know, there's. I feel like in life, there's so many different phases and different moments when you come in and out of different countries, different conversations, and this is one of those conversations for me. Just learning and understanding uh, parenthood from your perspective. You know, we talked earlier about stressors. We talked about not always having to love your baby. When you're going through difficult moments like that, what would be your advice for new parents who are just figuring things out in the beginning? Let, let me share with you an interesting story. Please, yeah. So there was one, uh, there was this period of time where Elaine was really busy at work. Haley wasn't put at infants, uh, infant care yet. And I was basically kind of like a full-time dad when Haley was awake. And there was one day that Haley was crying nonstop. I couldn't figure it out. I remember smashing her milk bottle onto the wall, right into the wall, and uh, it kind of broke the, uh, the 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 milk bottle, right. And I felt an instant relief after I did that. Mm-hmm. And I told Elaine about it. And the very next day, we went for this. Uh, Singapore has this little place whereby. You can pay a little bit of money and you can go smash plates. Oh, really? And smash <laughs> bottles and they'll give you like slash hammer. You put on this one piece uh, jumpsuit and then you put on this face shield and you can just smash everything. Go check out my Facebook. We, 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 we put some of the pictures on and it felt so good, right? And I just realized that on that day, Haley was about three or four months, that you need, you need certain, you need a good partner that kind of partners with you and understand, you know, that your your stress and takes over the takes over the baby and and not only that you have you need to have your own like coping mechanism. You need to have your own like recovery system. If if this is too much, then what do you need to do to go go stress relief? Like for Elaine, she likes going out for long runs. And when she goes out for a long run, even if she didn't have a good night of sleep, she goes for go out for a long run, she comes back it helps her cope with, you know, the, the stressors in life, be it at work or being a parent. And that works. For me, I just like to, to chill out at home, you know, get a get a few drinks in and maybe smash a few bottles. <laughs> that is funny. But also, I mean, it, it speaks to the bigger picture of, um, you know, first of it's not, not denying that it's there, but also yeah, understanding what sure. works for you, right? Yes, yes. I think everybody has a different way to cope. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it's important that we have these mechanisms. I think if anything, this these last year or so with COVID has really shown us the importance of self-care and also not just pretending that stresses don't happen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Every day is so different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reflecting on that. That's such a that's such a great point of advice there, Arthur. Um, what has shifted for you in terms of identity? If you were to pinpoint something like, you know, before Haley and after Haley. I would like to say that not much has changed. Reason being is that we have a very strong, Elaine and I had a very strong identity before Haley existed, before Haley was born. So we are very big in the sporting scene. 
you know, we like to race our triathlons and stuff like that. And what we realized is once Haley was born, uh, we did our best to maintain that lifestyle. We brought Haley along, mm-hmm. you know, for everything that we, we've, uh, you know, along with us when we go hiking and running and cycling and, you know. And what we what we realized is that with Haley along, nothing really has changed. We still feel like ourselves. Yeah. Yes, added responsibility, but we didn't change our identity. We are still that triathlete, that Ironman, Arthur and Elaine. We can still go and swim. We still travel, you know, even though during COVID times, we said, let's do it. Let's get on a plane. Let's come to Canada. I feel like that, that, that's that been the best part, you know, that we're still ourselves. I love it. I mean, there's so much there's so much in that, right? In the sense that you don't necessarily have to completely change who you are, completely yeah. change your identity. Yeah. Of course, you're not going clubbing every night anymore. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, but at the same time, I, I just, I just see that in you and Elaine, you're still going for runs, you're still going for, going for hikes, yeah. and you're just bringing Haley along, yeah. and you managed to bring me along to do a run with you guys, so yes. that's, uh, my uh, legs are a little sore, but it's still fantastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to cap it off as my really last question here, if you were to give yourself a piece of advice right before Haley was born, when you're in that hospital, if you were to like record a voice message to your, yourself. You somehow managed to transport that message uh, to your being uh, nine months ago. What would you say to yourself there, Arthur? Oh, I think now that Haley is nine months in, I realize that setting a good example is uh, is, is quite important. Mm. And I realize that especially now because she's mimicking every little thing that we're doing. Like when we stare at our phone, she will want to grab grab our phone and she wants to bring it to her ears and stuff. So she's learning so fast. She wants to do everything you do. So one thing I learned is that, and I will advise, you know, that Arthur nine months back when Haley was born, that at the end of the day, the child is going to listen and learn through your examples and not your advice, right? The advice is not every, not, they didn't always follow your advice, especially when they grow older. They're not gonna. They're not gonna follow your advice. They're gonna follow your example. Mm-hmm. So how you lead your life and how you demonstrate, you know, uh, how you do your things in front of her is the way she's gonna. That's how they, the babies are gonna pick up, you know, and live their lives in future as well. Incredible, incredible. It's it's such a great story to share. And thanks for sharing that advice. Um, I, I, I'm going to reflect on this episode. You, sh- you shared a lot of great things. So I just want to say thank you, Arthur. We'll go My grab pleasure. a coffee later on. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining us on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right. For those who are listening in, follow us on YouTube, Spotify, music, um, all that stuff. But uh, thanks for watching. We really enjoyed having you watching us for season two. And with that, take care. See you later. Woo. All right. <laughs>